Alright, we're recording from here. It's all good. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel like such a fool right now. We just had an awesome podcast, but I, I lost it all. I somehow stuffed up the sound and... We basically found the meaning to life. Exactly. We, we figured it out. Exactly. Now we just forgot it. So. We, we were dropping some serious knowledge about health, science, the meaning of life. And now we'll have nothing but drivel. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, man, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make do without a second take of this. That's okay. We can we can talk about something else. Maybe. Yeah, and it's cool. We're we're obviously yeah. a lot more relaxed this time around, so we can have a more informal conversation, which is what this podcast is about. What are you talking about? I was relaxed. Yeah. Well, I will. You know, I'm always hyperactive, so I can't really <laughs> say the same. But ladies and gentlemen, this is the Crystal Journey Podcast. I just had Miguel come down here to drop some knowledge about health and fitness and about Aptech, his amazing company. Unfortunately, we lost all that shit, so take two. We're going at it again, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure this time it's going to record. I triple, quadruple checked it. Let's get this show on the road. Right. I'm going to get straight into it this time. Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, let's get this show on the road, yo. Okay, I'm just going to drop this here. Now you put water into a cup. Alright. This time around, let's start with your feature. Let's get people an idea. When does it end? It's kind of weird taking this in for a second time, and it's all good. Yes. <laughs> I think the audience has had enough of that. I don't think they can handle that awesome physique of yours, bro. It's kind of uh, making me feel as if I'm leaking estrogen right now. Leaking <laughs> estrogen? Yeah, like um, I'm all effeminated by your manliness. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Miguel Valenzuela. Did I pronounce that right? Valenzuela? I, I usually say Valenzuela. Valenzuela. Bro, that's yeah. a, such a tight name. Where, where'd you, where are you from? It's what a, is your... It's a Spanish name. Um, Espanol. I'm, I'm Filipino-American. Filipino-American. Uh, but grew up in Thailand. Crazy. And the Philippines um, moved to Australia about four years ago. Okay. Just to try something different. All right. Yeah. You seem completely Americanized. I'm guessing most people in the Philippines, they have that westernized accent going on? Um, I think I got my accent in Thailand. Uh, I grew up with a lot of Americans, Canadians, people from all over the world. I think that sort of Americanish accent was most dominant um, because almost everybody I grew up with, whether they were you know, Romanian or... Mexican or whatever, all had the same accent. That's crazy, man. And how did you develop yourself into this Hulk-like person? Were you born that way, or (laughs) you mentioned earlier that sometimes it's just genetics, but I'm I'm sure you would have had to work to to get to where you're at. The thing is, um, I I started competitive swimming when I was um, 13, 13 till 16. And, you know, that's a time that your body naturally changes changes quite a bit. So mm. I don't know if I would say that that, that if, if I didn't get into swimming, I would have been like a skinny little guy because I don't know. You know, your body was going to change anyway. Mm-hmm. So from 16 and onwards, I got into bodybuilding. So I've been bodybuilding for the past nine years. Um, but, you know, if I, if I w- was to like show my transformation 
from when I started bodybuilding at 16 to when I to where I am now at 25 um, I don't think you can take that transformation in that like pubescent age as like something so dramatic cause because that's you're gonna what become naturally a man. was happening anyway yeah, people transform quite a bit when that's they, true when they grow up anyway but obviously it's a great thing that you started at that age because you could have maximized your your dividends I guess if yeah. that's the right phrase to use but <laughs> I, I think it makes a really big difference when you when you start at that age yeah um, I've heard it's sometimes a bad idea to, to start doing weights before you hit 18 though but apparently it stunts your growth I what, what's don't the truth behind that any um, I can't see any rationale behind that whatsoever because first off you know it uh, it increases your um, bone density which mm-hmm. is chances are you're gonna get taller you're gonna get bigger you're gonna be you're gonna be stronger um, just from a skeletal perspective um, and then you know you get all the good habits of you know good work ethic and things like that the only thing that could really stunt your growth scientifically mm-hmm. speaking would be calcification of your growth plates yeah and that can really only happen with immense weight like we're talking it's ridiculous ridiculous weight or certain uh, pituitary gland issues mm-hmm. not really much to do with you know regular strength training Thanks for dropping that knowledge, bro. That actually makes a lot of freaking sense. And I think to myself that there are all these ideas that you just accept as being fact as yeah. you as you grow up without really questioning them. And yeah. one of the things I like to do on this podcast, at least I try to do, is question everything. You have to not, question Not I'm playing off Joe Rogan's question everything show, <laughs> but seriously, um, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, fair enough, it would make sense if you were taking drugs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have some... There are, the- there are um, a few drugs that do cause calcification. Um but for you know if you're not taking drugs if you're you know just uh going to the gym lifting some heavy weight mm. whether you're you know 14 15 and up you'll be fine absolutely and i'm sure the rewards are far going to outweigh any any downsides yeah. if there are any the, I mean, the discipline we're talking early in the last podcast yeah. we were discussing the meaning of life about the dividends that you you get from from doing bodybuilding mm-hmm. uh, it's of the developing your willpower I mean, you were talking about the psychological effect of that. How, whereas, and clearly, you do, uh, you do get benefits from pushing yourself, ex- yes. overexerting yourself to some extent. But you also get that from, on a psychological level, the mm-hmm. fact that you're overcoming this uh, this resistance to adversity. Yeah. And each time you you reach your plateau, you you create a new plateau, and you just you just keep on pushing you just further. Keep on pushing. Well, yeah. I mean, those are things that can um, transcend into other facets of life not just physical bodybuilding or sports or whatever mm-hmm. um, you know when, when you expand your threshold for pain because you keep reaching it and then trying to go a little bit further mm-hmm. those are like some invaluable uh, those, those are some inva- there are invaluable benefits to that mm-hmm. like you know if, if you can habitually push yourself to the point of failure and then you keep going and then you keep going and then you do it again the next day and you just expand your horizons absolutely yeah. that's the the best attitude to, to have towards life that's why i love elliot house we're speaking about him or well, i was speaking about him earlier he's this bodybuilder strong man intellectual he's a philosopher that talks about becoming the strongest version of yourself and yeah. how essentially your body grows when you put it through strain mm. the the resistance that you undergo forces you to have to reach a, a, a stronger level and 
it kind of makes me think of the idea of the greatness lies on the edge of destruction. This is uh, Will Smith's uh, quote that yeah. ultimately you you achieve greatness when you are at that point where you're about to break and you basically do break and you reform much stronger than you were before leading you to become a stronger version of yourself yeah so uh, essentially that's what life is about what you look you can use that as a metaphor it it doesn't have to be applied directly towards weight you mm -hmm. can apply that same mentality towards going through pain suffering in life going yeah. through that breakup i know many people that have had that first relationship that's uh, that's usually the one that kills those those teens. They they never want to open themselves up again. It hurts them, mm -hmm. and on some level, provided you haven't committed suicide or something like that, you you be become more aware. You become wiser. I mean, wisdom mm -hmm. is something that unfortunately comes through through pain, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that is essentially what we're all about: growing, becoming stronger. Yeah, but you know, speaking of which, and this is something that I was just thinking of just now, mm -hmm. um, progress progress can sometimes uh close your mind and and here's here's okay. my point um, curious to hear your explanation with bodybuilding a lot of people they try one thing and they progress now maybe the progress wasn't because of that one thing that they did maybe it was in spite of it or maybe it was just you know they were going to progress anyway but they attribute their progress to that and then therefore when some information comes around that maybe this is not the best way. They close mm -hmm. their mind because it's like, man, I you found something that so works for you, yeah. And you don't want to open yourself up to anything else because you know that yeah, you, you this stuff. This and and going back to going back to your point of question everything. Yeah, I think that mental mentally um, strengthening your ability to uh, think critically, coupled with a strong work ethic. Mm. is the key to infinite progress. Well said, man. I feel like I'm speaking to Bruce Lee right now. <laughs> and I was saying earlier, you kind of look like Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son. Kind of have that charm about you as well. <laughs> but I can't but, fight. Oh, well, bro. You don't You don't need to. You just intimidate everyone with your big muscles, right? Oh. <laughs> See, this is what black people do. I heard this from comedians say this one time, man. Black people, a lot of black people just act as if they can't fight even though they can't because they, they kind of, you, you want to fight me? Oh, 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 you, oh, you, you want something there? Oh, I think this is uh, oh, Ke uh, Kevin Hart. You know, he's this little short okay. person. He does this whole, well, you want to fight me? But um, obviously when you have the muscles to add towards that, all you got to do is just go, uh, you know what I mean? And people are like, okay, um, um, yeah, sorry, man. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm not legally right now. <laughs> but... Uh, but do do you um I mean outside of the bodybuilding do you do any other sport anything uh no, I'm not to really keep yourself I'm not really into sports not into uh, sports I well I mean the things that that I'm interested in I, I I like cinema I'm very very into film particularly mm -hmm. right now I really like South Korean films um, I find that their cinematography is just unbelievable every shot's such so inspired mm -hmm. um, I've become very sick of the mainstream hollywood yeah because it's very formula formula it follows a formula very much so formulatic but it's, no there's it's very like much so it, it is uh, i remember listening to this guy brian Callen, and he's, he's always recommending this uh this book that's written by one of the best screen the best screenwriter in hollywood uh -huh. and he has a particular formula for making these movies and he apparently all there's a reason why most of the best movies that are made, I could be wrong, this is at least what, what yeah. is coming to, this is a, in accordance to what Brian Callen is saying, but mm -hmm. this guy is saying that most of the best movies from the States, they all follow this formula, and they generally been produced by the same 
top people, uh-huh. at least the people coming up with the scripts, and there is definitively a formula to writing these movies. And where, where is it might not be the most artistic yeah. uh, representation of your, your vision and whatnot, because it's just formulaic. It's a, you're you're kind of you're limiting your creative expression based on what you think is going to be most beneficial towards listing excitement in the audience. Yeah, mainstream appeal, but there's no growth in that. Like, Absolutely. It doesn't, it doesn't explore anything new. I, I like watching a film and being challenged by it. Yeah. Like thinking, hey, I didn't like that. Like that upset me. Or, um, oh, man, I wasn't expecting to see that. I don't want my hero to always win. Absolutely. I don't, I don't want the main character to always be likable. Yeah. Like, one thing that was so cool about Breaking Bad for I was, bro, that was just on the tip of yeah, my tongue. Was I, I was going to mention that like a split second before you mentioned it. Yeah, like Walt, <laughs> Walt transformed into something very hateful. Uh, um, I, I kind of knew it was a douchebag, though, within the first few episodes. <laughs> I, I just kept, it, I love that t- TV show. Which is, I just lost mine. You still there? Hmm? Oh, oh yeah, just wait. Uh, I think I just, uh, here we go. Back okay. again. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're talking about Walt and uh, why we love him or why we don't love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, well, that's that's an example of a very good show that I, I don't think they jumped the shark at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that I mean, that made for compelling television. But when I see most, like, superhero movies or things like, you know, big Hollywood blockbusters, it's like, you okay, there's going to be some unnecessary romance here that doesn't add anything to the plot. Mm-hmm. Um the hero is gonna probably be be dressed in black, maybe have an exotic accent or something. Why? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think it relies. Even though I was talking about this formula and how good it is, I think it's because one of the problems is sometimes that they're relying too much on the formula. They've, they've figured out that look, in order for something to work, we need to have this particular type of character. We need to have uh, this particular type of storyline. I suppose to letting something right from the heart. Yeah. And another thing I've heard is that, and I know goes on in the music industry, in the entertainment industry, particularly in the, uh, the movie industry, when a particular vision is coming into play, mm-hmm. because you're working with a whole bunch of different people, it's not as if one person's vision has completely been carried out word for word, yeah. idea, concept for, for concept. There are all these other parts that are coming into play and everyone's adding their, their 50 cents to the picture. And yeah. sometimes it's it's hard to get... A real artistic expression if it's coming from all these different channels sometimes exactly. I feel as if the best thing to do is allow someone to express his art form his vision completely yeah. and everyone else just gets in line but of course because there's so much money involved uh, more often than not the artist the director like yourself mm-hmm. has to compromise his artistic integrity man yeah well <sighs> you know I, I find that kind of heartbreaking because you know like a lot of the stuff that comes out of the big big studios they just end up looking so generic or, or neutered um, mm-hmm. whereas certain directors that I really admire like Lars von Trier he has a certain signature to his films it's very clear that the actors are portraying his vision he's not like he's not laying down for anybody and mm-hmm. he has a lot of very upsetting films but like that's okay it's different mm-hmm. it challenges you yeah you know bring that on and it's reality I mean look art is different to different people but I think I hear this so many times that art should reflect real life at least I find the best art does as opposed to this made-up uh, happily ever after scenario that takes place and yeah it makes you feel warm and good like <laughs> Disney movies but it doesn't really capture you the same way Yeah. and I think the best movies are the movies where someone is expressing his experience, his own experience and you connect with that it, it's believable, mm-hmm. it's not artificially created 
Yeah, for sure. Even though obviously you're creating movies, it's there's nothing real about it. <laughs> but there was a there was a distinct vision behind it. Absolutely. And, I mean, maybe to segue onto what I'm trying to do with with my channel is, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to. Well, before I say this, when you look at people's motivations for doing something, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of it leads to expression of oneself as a as a means of achieving self actualization. You know, putting yourself out there. If you, if you're a singer, you know, putting out your music. Absolutely. If you're a filmmaker, you're putting out your films. Mm-hmm. Um, even bodybuilding, you're expressing yourself through aesthetics. That might be some people's motivation for bodybuilding. Yeah. For me, um, in putting out this video series that I'm, that is like pretty much consuming my life right now, mm-hmm. it's putting out my vision of bodybuilding. To show a different perspective, to show, well, my perspective, and I get a big kick out of that. Like uh, even when I started making like these little videos of myself way back. Um, I always got a bigger kick out of when people would tell me, "Hey, I like the way you put this together." Like I like the I like the music that was more so than more so than most more so than some hot girl. Look, I know you have a girlfriend, but let's say more so than some girls saying, "Oh man, you you have the most amazing." Oh my god, your pictures really more so than that. Yes, it's always to be honest, it's true. Like it's it's always (laughs) nice to hear compliments on my physique, but it's like that that's not my my expression. My expression is like the way I portrayed it in in this video with this editing even though back then it was like very juvenile um, yeah i didn't really know much about editing or whatnot um now i'm taking it a lot more seriously but when, when someone say hey man i like i love that track that you used yeah um like you got me into this kind of music or whatever man that i know really because good. yeah they're appreciating something which is deeper than this external physical beauty yeah it's uh it's the same reason why i think i think a girl would much rather be told that she's beautiful than told she's hot because it, when you're saying that she's beautiful, it's a representation of her soul, not just a physical characteristics. But mm. when you're saying that she's hot, it's kind of cheap. It's like, oh, That's all right, so you point. like my buddy. That's a good but point. But when, when someone comments on the way that you present yourself, I think everything that you do is a representation, is a manifestation of what lies within you, what lies within your soul. Yeah. And if you express something that connects with someone and they appreciate that, they're connecting with the most inner part of you. And that is far more rewarding than someone saying you have a big penis, which of course I love hearing. But <laughs> let's be real; it's not it's not what life is about, is it? Yeah. Well, could be. Could be. Could be. Yeah. I, um, I love hearing um, Elliot Hulse. I always bring bring him up. His philosophies on on life, and uh, it usually equates how um, uh, most of life. Actually, I'm not, you know what? I, I don't want to quote him as saying this. This is pretty much Sigmund, Sigmund Freud's ideas, but I find that a lot of this stuff, his stuff, Elliot House relates to um, masculine drive and femininity, femininity mm-hmm. the, uh, the different poles. And I, I mentioned this earlier about how life, I feel as if it's this, uh, one of the biggest motivations is, is trying to find a mate, obviously trying mm-hmm. to be great as well, but even the greatness at times, it relates to wanting to, to propagate, or <laughs> I, I would kind of... Stop myself from saying that because it sounded so freaking. Uh, no, it's true. Pro- yeah, propagate, propagate. Yeah, multiply. Absolutely. Spread thy seed. Yeah, it seems shallow, but it, it's true. I think a, a huge part of the motivation, at least for your for your typical man, typical teenager, is 
to to go out there and um, to, for lack of yeah. a better phrase to go out there and fuck lots of women well we're hardwired and, that way absolutely and I, sometimes um, I think that the way of uh, doing great things expressing yourself creating art is it's kind of like how a peacock shows its feathers to, to, to show how amazing it is hey all the other peacocks come check me out how cool am I yeah kind of thing you know what that that does make a lot of sense yeah um, and I hate saying it because I want to sound old you know, I, I don't think it, I don't think it diminishes yeah. um, one's motivations mm-hmm. you know that's just a fact of life we do want to get laid we do want to propagate our gene pool mm-hmm. um, however at the same time it's not it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the um, conscious driving factor mm-hmm. you know of <laughs> making art well here's the thing I just it just occurred to me I'm pretty sure this is the works of someone else but that driving wanting to pr- to uh, to propagate yeah. that is coming from that creative force. I mean, a lot of people look at that sex drive as just being a oh you're sick. You just want to have sex with lots of girls. Oh, I don't like you. But basically, that same energy is that creative energy, like the 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 want to basically express yourself sexually. I've heard it being equated to that creative drive within you. That's what it's that same energy that drives people to want to create art, to want to express themselves through. Uh, these different mediums like cinema, music, yeah. and whatnot, and maybe at the end of it, even though you're saying you want sex, what you truly want is to create, to express yourself. Well, it 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 goes to self-actualization, which is like at the highest spectrum of our hierarchy of needs, our hierarchy of non-essential needs. You know, of course, you've got like food, you know, shelter, things like that, as what you need to survive. But beyond that, you know. Um, whether it's creating something, whether it's building a body, whether it's building a business or whatnot, it's like saying, "Hey, look at me. I've, you know, I, I'm something. I've, I've got something. Mm-hmm. I'm worth something. This is me. This is my identity. This is what I do. Even when we post on Facebook, you know, like what's the motivation behind? Uh, Such a good point. Yeah. Behind most of the status statuses yeah, that we this do. Is what you I'm know? up to. It's, it's is... like, hey, look, I'm not a loser. Yeah. I've actually got something going for me. And you know, it sounds a little bit pathetic, but it's it not. It does, it's, but it's, it's kind of okay. true, isn't it? It's, it's okay. It's like, you know, when you, when you tag that you're at a restaurant, it's like, it's self-serving. It's it all is. self-serving, but I don't look down on that. Like, that's all right. Yeah. That, I love the fact you're that you're doing. able to express yourself honestly like that. Because, I mean, the, the, my biggest thing is, well, it, it, the, my, the biggest thing I, I look up to in people is where they're able to express how they truly feel about things without trying to put on this facade of, hey man, I'm, tr- I'm truly just a higher being personality. But when, when someone's able to speak freely about these insecurities that we have, these uh, uh, shallow feelings that they have, you, yeah. you feel more inclined to open up. And I'm gl- really glad that you said that because I th- it made me realize that, first of all, that is so true and that I really do that as well. A lot of, a lot of the times... I put things up, my status updates. Uh-huh. I'm like, for instance, I recently put this this update about how this really really cool place uh, on the weekend. Look at me, look at me. I'm up there doing cool stuff. Yeah, and it's I like, saw your last why, post. Why am I doing that? Why do I need yeah. to let people know the shit I'm up to? Yeah. And in all honesty, I think it's coming from a, a place of, I not just I want to express myself, but I want to. Um, I think it's coming from a place of ego, mm-hmm. and it's a. Uh, I guess it's not the most. Uh, thing that it's it's not the most rewarding thing to to do well it, it can be depending on what you value like mm-hmm. if you really value that self-image then mm-hmm. by all means do it but see here's the trippy thing um the very fact that i 
said that like maybe hey one of my inspira- one of my motivations for mm-hmm. posting up some status of like me at a party or something is to say that hey I'm not a loser me announcing this right here that might actually serve another self-interest which is that I'm trying to say hey look at me I'm an honest guy I'm not a loser you know what I mean? <laughs> You're going deep, son. You were yeah, going you deep with this. Going around. Yeah. But it's like, who cares? Yo, yo, I think I'm enjoying this podcast even more than the last one now. We're going to all this philosophical deep stuff, which is what this uh, podcast is about. But <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I take it you're, rather than just developing your physical body, you seem like a, a person that's hugely interested in developing the other aspects of yourself. What, what's your, do you, do you, do you, uh, read a lot of philosophy do you have a spiritual um, outlook and things what's your worldview i haven't read a lot of philosophy lately um i i like to think that i form a lot of opinions on my own mm-hmm. um i i like to i like to think that at this stage of my life um i've gotten a lot better at learning how to learn um and that's something that i think is not a lot of people um, recognize the importance of it. Like you go to school, you learn all this stuff that you're probably never going to use in life, mm-hmm. but you, you don't you don't look at it as like, hey, this is practice for learning how to learn. Like this is me learning how to learn. Absolutely. Like you, you're learning algebra. Like I've never used algebra in real life. Um, the hardest problem that I've ever had to do mathematically is figure out how to split the bill between a bunch of people at a restaurant, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but learning how to do algebra if you if you understand how to read patterns that's something that you'll use a lot in life okay learning how to read patterns but most people don't even identify that pattern recognition is part of learning algebra so they shut the whole thing off completely like what i did that's a good point i think what you're talking about is what you'd more you would categorize as right brain ability like this mm-hmm. ability to to see the full picture pattern recognition yeah being able to, to problem solve mm-hmm. i think that's something that is not addressed much in this society that we have it's a very left brain society it's information in information out as long as you could regurgitate what we're teaching you a hundred percent then you'll receive a hundred percent in your grade and i feel as if the system that we're in at the moment it it's called the suppression of the feminine it's this uh, esoteric concept that we live in a very patriarchal society where uh the society that we live in once again very left brain it's more focused on science it's all focused on um, the, the external, creating uh, uh, weapons, destruction, having this very domineering uh, thing. The, these are the, the ideas that come to mind when I think of a patriarchal system, a pa- patriarchal religion. If you go back into ancient times where it was more of a what you'd call matriarchal society, for instance, ancient Egypt, this was a society that was more about what you're, t- what, what you're talking about, finding your own truth. Basically, God was a very personal thing. I mean, obviously they had the gods, but the whole approach towards religion was you look within yourself. And this, this is yeah. the characteristic of, of matriarchal religions, uh, uh, societies that are more run with this feminine right brain ethos, where essentially you were being encouraged to learn things yourself. You're being encouraged to question, to, you, to, to get in touch with your, your higher self without mm-hmm. wanting to sound like a, a hippie. But that part of you, which is not just limited to this physical, it's um, your... It's more organic. It's uh, it's more in touch with that which animates, that which causes us to to be, as mm. opposed to this computer mentality of just just. I mean, I'm not undermining that. It's it's definitely a very powerful thing. The ability to to problem to uh, to to add and subtract and all that kind of stuff to 
regurgitate information. That definitely has its place. Yeah. But I think there is a lot to be said about the other side of things. And I think essentially look at the idea of um, of a genius in your, your, your typical IQ setting. Mm-hmm. It's it's having a combination of both left brain and right brain attributes. Yeah. You'll find that a standard IQ test is broken up into what you call crystallized knowledge, which is more of the left brain stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you've got fluidic knowledge, which is more of the right brain stuff, pattern recognition, problem solving, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And essentially to be a fully whole person, you want to be a, a synthesis of both modalities. Mm-hmm. So, but I, f- I feel as if the society that we're in now, it's far more encouraging the left brain modality than the right brain. Oh, no doubt, because it's easier to identify, you know, where they could put you, where, where you could be placed, where you could be, yeah, you, uh, you know, where where you can go. But the thing is that we, in a free world, we have a choice. So most people don't end up doing what they wanted to do back in high school, back mm. in grade school. What What did um, you want to do back in grade school? Did, did you always want to start your own supplement company and become um, a Hulk-like bodybuilder? <laughs> <laughs> Back, oh, back in grade school. Um, I don't know. I think I just wanted to meet girls. Yeah, that, that's pretty crew. much all I was thinking yeah. about. Um, I think I wanted to be an actor at some point. Yeah, maybe that is kind of. It's slowly kind of coming up. Maybe the the film work that you're involved in now is a way of getting in touch with that want that you had back in high school. Do you, do you want to see yourself um, acting in the future? I used to. Um, I used to act quite a bit. Like when I was in the Philippines, I was part of this ongoing TV show, and I oh, crazy man. What was it called? Can we, can we find nah, this? No, I don't. I don't want to say. I don't say what it was. <laughs> All um, right, son. I'm gonna have to look you up in my own spare <laughs> nah, time nah. now. <laughs> but um, but it wasn't something that I was proud of because I wasn't really expressing myself. You just reading lines. What do you mean? I didn't think it was a good show. Yeah. Um, but it was a popular show, and it was you know it it paid some money, so mm-hmm. that's what I did. But that's one of the reasons why I moved to Australia. Like I wanted to do something that was me, you know? Respect, man. Respect. I really like the fact that you said that one, that it seems as if you're not trying to whore yourself like myself in the sense that, look, if I'm on a show that I'm not artistically in line with, it doesn't please my artistic sense. You know how <laughs> artists always say, well, as long as this, even though it's a naked pornographic movie, as long as it shows my artistic sense and it, there's something, there's something truly beautiful about it and all this kind of stuff. Um, but, Essentially, they're they're willing to sell themselves. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I feel as if the fact that you didn't care, the fact that it was a high rating no, movie, it wasn't. It wasn't my because it wasn't lying to you. It wasn't my like. It wasn't me. Like if if I was to meet someone and you know say some hypothetical scenario where uh, I had to show them who I was mm-hmm. in like works or something that I did, yeah. I'd show them my current series because like that's me. That was like I put this thing together. This was my concept. Yeah. Um, I edited this. I shot it. It's like the music choice, everything. Like that's that's what I'm that's about. Cool. Um, I wouldn't show them the videos of me training mm-hmm. or just like bodybuilding pictures of myself because like I, I, I yeah, that, that's not me. That's not my expression. Like, Absolutely, I'm, pr- I'm proud of my physique, but it's not my driving factor. Mm-hmm. The tough thing, though, as an artist, <laughs> I sound really <laughs> as if I, like I'm up myself and shit like that. But I feel as if. One of the difficulties is you really want to get yourself out there. I often say that there are not many, if any, artworks where some the artist hasn't signed their signature on the art because they want to be known. They want to uh-huh. get recognition for what they're doing. So one of the difficulties as an artist is to, yes, be able to express themselves and have their expression fully understood, but you also want to sell shit. You also want to get exposure. You want to be noticed. And 
part of me leans towards, at least initially, wanting to get my stuff known so that I can at least be in a position where I can reach more people and then be, yeah. able, be able to express myself as honestly as I can. Oh, for sure. And it's tough because I, I speak to a lot of people and they say that, look, if your work is not is not completely your own expression, then why are you doing it anyway? I mean, do, why, why do you want to get in a show like The X Factor or The Voice where you have to sell yourself, you have to conform to doing something that you don't necessarily want to do? And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize that you have to compromise the kind of music that you want to do all the times because they have an idea of what you are and what you need to do. Yeah. And it applies to a lot of these reality TV shows. And people often do them because they realize the only way to get themselves out there is to whore themselves on some level so they can... And I, I shouldn't use the word whore, but realistically, you're compromising something in order to do something else. And that's all I mean by that. Yeah, sometimes you have to... Do what you gotta do before you can do what you wanna do. <laughs> it's a path to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Do you... Um, I mean, I love the... what I, When I said I love the fact that you you basically compromise... I mean, you, you wanted more to express yourself than to... than you, you cared about the fact that it was being viewed by lots of people. Um... Uh, yeah, I, I, I do I, definitely want a lot of people to see what I do. Um, however, there are certain things that would probably bring up the viewership that I'm yeah. not going to do. Okay. That, like, um, maybe, and I'm not saying that I'm not ever going to do this. Like, maybe mm -hmm. my, I'll change my mind. But like, a lot of people suggested to do like a like a chess day with one of these athletes and you know they're known for that body parts to do that it's generic to me like it doesn't it doesn't excite me the idea of actually doing it of actually putting time into making it makes me sick to be honest i know it sounds mm -hmm. extreme but it's like i put a lot of work into my videos but i don't care because you know 300 300 hours of staring at the screen and like trying to figure out what i want to do it's okay because i know i'm creating something that i'm going to be proud of you know Absolutely. But if I was spending all this time creating something that I'm not going to be proud of, that it, it's it's like I'm not adding, I'm not doing anything. I'm just yeah. wasting time. It's soul sucking. Mm. You know. You know, I asked you uh, a, a while back, what was your your your, your biggest uh, passion? You know, outside of the, I mean, out of the the movies, the the, the company Aptech, I think it's called, Aptech. and yeah, yeah. building building, and it's clear to me listening to you talk. I, the, the passion you have when you talk about your filmmaking, the, the resilience you have in not wanting to compromise your, your artistic uh, ethos, ethos is, yes, I like using big words like that, makes me sound like all intelligent shit. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's powerful, man. I, I really respect that. And I think without a doubt, that's your, that's your passion. Everything else is, is fantastic, but um, would you say that that is your main, if you could not compromise one thing, it would be the, the Self, film work? Self-expression, really. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, um, so basically we haven't narrowed it to the one thing yet. You love you. Do you feel as if you love them all equally? The the body building, the the filmmaking, and your your company, which we haven't really gotten into on this podcast. Um, it's hard, but at this point in time, I, I think like I'm really passionate about making these videos. Okay. Um, but like that could change. Like it's I'm really passionate about my company. Um. Well, once again, let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> so, um, AppSec, right? Okay, well, it, you know, to, to summarize things, um, mm -hmm. it's a supplement company I started about a year ago. Um, we sell products that firmly believe in, based on science, based on all the research that we've seen at a, at an affordable price, and we, we don't bullshit. We don't bullshit people. We'll sell something 
for a purpose that it's been studied to to do and we hope that people you know will buy it and support what we're trying to do here we have the potential to launch a ton of products but we're taking it slow because you know we want to keep it we want to keep it we want to keep the control um you know if if you want a company to grow really big really fast you do need a lot of investors and you lose a bit of create you know creative flexibility i understand that yeah and that's that's something that as much as possible i don't want to compromise i might have to at some point like i've accepted that but I'm I'm happy that I've gotten this far, and haven't gotten bankrupt, because okay. it's very it's very difficult. So you've obviously had to I invest. I haven't taken out any money from my company. Everything has gone back in. All right. I'm lucky to have like some savings from my previous job. Good man. So yeah. you're doing this full time at the moment. This is your this is your yeah. baby. Um, this and making videos. Okay, and yeah. I mean, how else are you fueling yourself? Are you making enough money in order to to stay afloat with this business? Um. Yes and no. It's funny because like I've never really worried about money. I grew up in a missionary home. I, we had no concept of money. Wow. I had to kind of figure all that. All wait, that wait, out. When you when you say missionary home, I'm not sure if I fully understand that. Okay. Well, well, that could be a. I mean, I think missionaries and you, obviously missionaries that knock on your door. And, yeah. Well, <laughs> and I actually know that different missionaries that go out in the world and help people, right? Yeah. W- what's a missionary home exactly? Um. Well, it's a bunch of different cultures you know kids adults and we just live together the same. yeah and then we just you know witness to people it was a christian thing i mean i'm not, I'm not christian anymore but okay and, you, and your cool. parents and your parents oh yeah they were in it too cool man so yeah. you got to grow up with a whole bunch of different yeah it was pretty fun bro that is this is gonna sound crazy and completely uh, dissimilar from uh, mainstream let's raise your raise kids and stuff like that but i think that is the perfect setting i'm a big <laughs> fan of um uh, Utopia. It's this book. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Plato's Republic, and one of the ideas in it is this collective of people where you don't have families as such. Basically, mm-hmm. everyone is taking care of each other. It's a real society. It's a real social gathering where, mm-hmm. um, let's say you're, you're you. This is how it was set up back in ancient times with tribes and things like that. Let's say you you have sex with a girl and you get her pregnant. You don't have to worry necessarily about having to completely take care of that kid. Yeah. The tribe, the elders of that entire tribe, most likely going to take care of the kid because they have to have more free time, and yeah. that's just what happens. I mean, you're all looking out for each other. You as a as, as a member of that tribe is probably going to have to go out and hunt some animals and stuff like uh-huh. that and bring it to the tribe, but you're all working together. It, it It's more of a community setting, yeah, and I, I yeah. like that whole... That, that whole setting where everyone is is kind of working together and it's more like a big communal so that's what i get when you tell yeah. me you, you live in a missionary well, home there, there's a lot to it um if i was to really get into it it'd be like a like a whole episode or something but well, bro that's juicy stuff at least get tell us a bit about a bit about it i mean well, was, what, what was it hard in in some ways I, I don't know. I, I left when I was pretty young, but okay. it, it, it's, you know, everything's self-contained. It's your homeschooled, you know, everybody kind of cooks. You can, like, get sent to different countries and stuff. Wow. Hang out with, like, all these different kids. Um, that sounds absolutely awesome, man. I, I, I wouldn't mind signing up for one of these missionary schools. You get to fly up to different parts of the country and parts, yeah, of, the, some, some parts people, of the world. Yeah, do end up going lots of different places just for different reasons. And you go to another missionary home and yeah, yeah, meet homes, different people. Yeah, like homes everywhere. Yeah. I, I think it increases your 
your world. And what I mean by that is the people that only confine themselves to, let's say, a particular community. Let's mm-hmm. say if you're brought up as a uh, as a Catholic or as an atheist or something like that, and you only associate with those people. It's kind of mm-hmm. restricting your worldview, but uh, it does this, restrict your worldview it, a lot. True, like, but yeah. in the sense that you're, I feel as if the fact that you're getting to live in an area with all these different people, but did, well, they are they're obviously all Christians, so I guess it yeah, kind of limits your yeah. There's pros and cons. Like, there's yeah. no individuality. There's no individuality. You, you have to give oh, that take up. that back. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you have to give that up. There's no individuality. It's 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 a hive mind kind of thing. But I I was lucky. I had a good childhood. I left when you know before maybe before it was too late what do you mean before it was too late you look at the, I, I get the impression you know, that there, you think of it as there, a bit of a certain, bad well I, I look at it this thing. way there, there are certain values that become instilled in you at a young age that's and true I think I left before that like young age section was up so I, I still got yeah to, to you know learn other values yeah yeah it's like that quote from the Jesuit priest give me a child until he's until he's six or something like that and um, I can't remember the phrase, but basically, um, I'll give you uh, the, the idea is that you'll be brainwashed at that stage, and um, it's very hard to change those patterns. If you've taken a child at a very early age mm-hmm. and you've programmed, you've indoctrinated them with this this uh, this mindset, after um, after that, it's very hard for them to change this basic blueprint. Yeah, and uh, exactly, it, it's what came to mind. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, I had a great childhood. <laughs> I uh, got to meet a lot of interesting people, you know, lived in some cool houses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then left, and then, you know, had to adapt to the real world, which was, that was the hard part, because, you know, like, you, you can be, like, a weirdo. Yeah, you, well, you, you don't, don't know you, you seem the exact opposite of that, man. You seem like a real social I've had a lot of time dude. to sort of adapt. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting, the transition, you know. It was a very long time ago. I'm surprised I remember a lot of it but i think it had it still had a lot to do with like who i became as a person yeah i think it's very cool when people have a different upbringing outside of the social norm because it creates different people and i think oh for sure individuals are what the world needs uh, yeah. pe- sheeple i mean it, you look at people that actually did great things in this world and I mean, the, the reason they stood out so much is the fact that they, they had a different mindset. Yeah. They did did different things. They, they were brought up in a different way. And whereas you you come up from this upbringing, which I still don't think is the, the typical. Um, no, it's definitely it, it, yeah. not the typical. Absolutely. But, but, um, I mean, it's obviously a Christian mindset. Most most people in the world are Christian. But the fact that you were brought up in missionary homes, in a missionary home and uh-huh. so forth, it gives you a very different uh, upbringing. Yeah, I, I, I think... Um, well, you know, because after I left, mm-hmm. um, I went to mostly international schools, and so there you're finding people who grew up in you know different environments as well, mm-hmm. and multiple environments at that. And I think for the most part, most of these kids end up being quite a bit more mature because they've had the experience to experience different environments, and they figure out what you know they get an idea of what works for them, what what they like, what values they want to absolutely you know follow so yeah I, that's my general philosophy in life um, try different things find what works for you add what you add your own it's kind of like bruce lee's uh, philosophy uh, in ji kwon do mm-hmm. uh, uh, take what works for you throw away what doesn't that kind of thing and yeah yeah um paisan i think we've reached another hour mark with this uh <laughs> this would have been two hours if we kept the last podcast but you know what i'm kind of glad in a way that uh it kind of stuffed up because this was we got to talk about some really really cool stuff and oh, yeah. delve into who you really are 
um, as a person. Uh-huh. And uh, Paisan, I think you're you're freaking kick ass. I love what you do. Um, I look forward to seeing more of your videos. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm, I may have to go check out the uh, join the gym with you sometime, man. Yeah, Buff sure. out so your hulkness can rub off on me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, you can check out. Miguel Valenzuela's website. I'm going to put that down over here. Do you, you want to give that yeah, give that out to everyone? Put my Facebook up. Yep. Yeah. It's they, pretty. It's pretty easy to connect with people from there. Fantastic. Yeah. I'll put that up there. And uh, this is the Crucial Journey Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out. Keep it real. Don't drive in text. Be sure to share the, share the frack out of this thing. And uh, yeah. Ow. Okay. And this over here. You put water into a cup. It becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put in a This better say, I'm sure it did. I hope so too.